Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. As we finish our series on Holy Spirit today, you'll want to grab your pen and paper because I'll be sharing several Bible verses that you'll want to go back and study. Last week, I shared that Holy Spirit knew us before we were born and He gave us spiritual gifts and that it's our responsibility to discover our gifts, not decide what gifts we want. Two weeks ago, I shared the characteristics of Holy Spirit and that He's the third person of the Trinity, which is Father God, His Son Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Each one is just as much God as the other two, and they each have their own distinct personality. And the first week, I shared that you've been involved with Holy Spirit since you first heard the good news that Jesus took your place on the cross and paid the penalty for your sins. It was Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, who made the truth that Jesus was raised from the dead a reality in your heart. I shared that Holy Spirit is in us and upon us, and the Greek word dunamis is translated power and means ability and might. I went on to share that when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you receive the ability of God to do His work in the earth. The Spirit within us is for fruit for others, as Galatians 5:22 and 23 tells us. Jesus talked about this in John 4.14 when he called it a well of water springing up into everlasting life. However, the Spirit upon us is for service to others. And Jesus talked about this in John 7.38 and 39. He described it as rivers of living water. The well inside of us is for our own life, and the rivers flowing out of us are for others. The power of Holy Spirit living in you can transform your life into evidence to the world that Jesus has been raised from the dead and is alive today. So today, I want to build on the foundation from the last three weeks and share more on the power of Holy Spirit, which is the baptism of Holy Spirit, and the power you receive. My goal today is to give you answers from the Word of God to clarify the evidence of being filled with Holy Spirit, how we get power, and what we do with that power. So with that being said, I'd like to start with operating in His power. Let's begin by reading 2 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. It says, That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Let's read that last sentence again. For His Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. I don't know about you, but I want to know the secret things of God. And not only that, I want to walk in His power every day. As we read on in verse 11, it says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. 
The Spirit of God, or Holy Spirit, living inside your spirit, can reveal to you God's heart. Sometimes it's difficult to wrap our minds around that fact that Holy Spirit, who knows all the deep things of God, desires to come and live in us so that He can teach us the overwhelming and unending wisdom of God. Now, I knew that we were made in God's image. However, I didn't know that we're a three-part being until I was taught that. The real you is a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. Now, our spirit man is the part of us that gets born again, or recreated as a brand new being that never existed before when we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. 1 Corinthians 2.14 in the New Living Translation tells us, But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Spiritual things, like praying in tongues when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, have to be caught or discerned by our spirit man, because our natural mind can't grasp or understand spiritual things according to the verse that we just read. Our natural minds can't give a logical explanation for spiritual or supernatural things, the things that we call miracles. A couple examples of these miracles that we can't explain with our natural minds are when Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding in Cana that we can read about in John 2. Or in Matthew 14, when Jesus took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed at least 5,000 men, and this did not include the women and children. And once they were fed, the disciples gathered 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Have you ever thought to yourself, How did they do that? You know, our minds can't figure it out. However, supernatural events like this or miracles have to be understood by our spirit man, as I said earlier. As we learn to depend on Holy Spirit, He will guide us into all truth and reveal the deep things or the mysteries of God. God's Word is revealed to us by Holy Spirit before we can walk in it. Our spirit alone can't comprehend or see into these secret things. But Jesus said in John 14, 26, that Holy Spirit would teach us all things. He told the disciples in John 16, 12, and 13, There is so much more that I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. Jesus was telling them in this verse that there would be no limit to spiritual knowledge when Holy Spirit came. And He said Holy Spirit would show them all things that Father God has, even things that are to come in the future. In John sixteen seven. Jesus said, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus has personally sent the Holy Spirit to you. He came in the fullness of his ministry on the day of Pentecost, and he's still here. Now we have unlimited knowledge and understanding available to us as Spirit-filled believers. Holy Spirit was given to us to teach us how to be successful and to walk in victory in our life. As we look at these Bible references and the truth they bring, it's almost unbelievable why someone would refuse God's special gift of His Spirit. 
And the reason for this, I believe, is because they don't know or they have been taught incorrectly. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can have the same things today that Jesus gave his disciples. Jesus told his disciples to stay in Jerusalem until they were given power. Luke 24.49 says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This endowment of power is still available to us today. We don't just have to try and get by in our own strength when we have supernatural strength available to us. We use our faith to receive this promise of power, just like we use our faith to receive healing, joy, peace, financial increase, restoration, or anything that your heart desires. God tells us in Ephesians 5.18 to be filled with the Spirit, so we know it's His will for us to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Luke 11, 9-13 says, And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? From this passage, we see that because we're God's children, we can ask Him for Holy Spirit. Even though He's already been given to us, we're asking and inviting Holy Spirit to come upon us and give us power. We simply ask for the baptism in Holy Spirit. We're told that if we ask, we'll receive. The Word assures us that we'll receive the good gift, which is Holy Spirit. So we can ask with great expectancy and without fear, knowing that Father God only gives good gifts to His children. Jesus said to ask, and we would receive Holy Spirit. Acts 2.4 tells us, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues, as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. Acts 10.44-46 says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. And Acts 19.6 tells us, Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. In these accounts of believers receiving the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues. The New Testament doesn't tell us the Holy Spirit does the speaking. It says we're the ones that speak, as Holy Spirit gives us the words. These words will be unknown and unfamiliar to you. However, the Word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 14.2 and verse 4 that when we pray in the Spirit, we're speaking mysteries to God. It says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Now, as these verses tell us, we're not speaking to men, but directly to God. 
Even Satan can't understand our prayers, and this is why he's tried to cause so much confusion among believers about praying in tongues, or some call it praying in the Holy Ghost. Satan knows the power that's made available to believers when they pray in tongues to enforce his defeat, and he doesn't like it. We pray divine secrets beyond our natural knowledge when we pray in other tongues. This is where we get our power. And when we don't know what to pray, Holy Spirit will pray the perfect prayer for us. Romans 8, 26 and 27 in the Amplified Bible tells us, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And He who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what His intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Is that not exciting? I'm so thankful for Holy Spirit. Now, Jude 20 in the Amplified Bible tells us, But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. So praying in the Holy Spirit, or praying in tongues as some people call it, edifies us, which means builds up or charges, as we would charge a battery. So when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we build up our spirit man and make him strong so that he can rule over our life and our flesh. 1 Corinthians 14.14 in the New Living Translation says, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. And the Amplified Bible says, My spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. Holy Spirit is giving your spirit the prayer or praise. Your voice is giving sound to your spiritual language. When you receive the indwelling of Holy Spirit, your spirit will immediately have a desire to express itself in praise to God. How could you help but pour forth praises after having Holy Spirit, who proceeds directly from Father God, come upon you in power? Your well begins to overflow, and rivers are the result of it, according to John 4.14 and John 7.37 and 39. Let me warn you that you may not have any unusual feeling physically when you receive Holy Spirit. However, as I said earlier, spiritual blessings are received by faith, not by sight or by feelings. Your lips may flutter and your tongue may be feeling thick, or you may hear supernatural words forming down on the inside of your belly. Our lips, tongue, and vocal cords are what we use to form words. Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and He's not going to take control of them and speak for you. We have to yield our tongue and vocal cords to speak out the words that we hear, even when they're unfamiliar and don't make sense to our natural mind. I want to remind you that you have nothing to fear. God has already said that you would receive the real thing. Isaiah 57:19 tells us that God created the fruit of our lips, so don't be concerned with what it sounds like to you. Jesus tells us believers would speak with new tongues. In Mark 16:17, he says, "These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name." and they will speak in new languages. When we pray in tongues, we're praying in the Spirit, which is our heavenly language. 
It's just like we're praying in our native language, which may be English, French, or Spanish. This is the voice of your mind, whereas speaking in tongues is the voice of our spirit. Remember, we're a three-part being created in the image of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit. So, after you ask Father God to bless you with the gift of speaking in tongues, receive it by faith and speak out the words you hear on the inside of you. Expect Holy Spirit to come upon you just as He came upon the believers on the day of Pentecost at Samaria, at Cornelius' home, and at Ephesus. And you will begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives you the words. If you realize there's more to your Christian walk and you can't quite figure out what it is, this is it. If you want more power in your life to walk in a greater level of understanding and victory, this is it. Your answer is being baptized in Holy Spirit and praying in other tongues. If this bears witness with your spirit man, and I believe it does, let's pray this prayer together and believe that you receive his power. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in faith to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I ask you to fill me to overflowing with Holy Spirit, the same endowment of power that happened on the day of Pentecost. Cause rivers of living water to flow out of me as I give utterance to my spiritual language. I believe I receive him now in the name of Jesus. And I take it by faith. Amen. Amen. Now begin to speak in tongues and praise God as Holy Spirit gives you the words. Go ahead. It's just that simple. I know you hear them. Just pause this podcast and just let that river flow out of you. I want to give you a tip and forewarn you about the tactics of the devil. He will tell you that you didn't receive the gift and that you're just making up those words and speaking them out from your own words. Well, I want to encourage you here. Be quick to agree with him and say, yes, I am. As I said earlier, you are using your tongue, your lips, and your vocal cords to speak them out because Holy Spirit is not going to do it for you. He will give you the words, but you have to pray speak, or sing them out in faith. And you may only start with a couple syllables. We learn to pray and speak in the Holy Ghost just like we learn to pray and speak in our natural language. Sometimes we have to work at it and pray to grow, just like we did when we were a baby. We learned with few words, and now today we have countless words that we draw on. In John 14, 6, Jesus calls Holy Spirit the Comforter. Other names for comforter include counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. I want to encourage you to learn to rely on Holy Spirit and invite Him to help you in all these areas of His ministry. Jesus also said Holy Spirit is given to us to teach us all things and all of the truth. 1 John 4.4 in the New American Standard Bible says, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Holy Spirit is inside you, and he will guide and lead you. He knows everything from the beginning to the end, and you can rely on his guidance and direction in every decision you need to make. You can expect his power to help you in every crisis, as well as in your everyday life. He's more powerful than your enemy, and He will not only tell you what to do, but He will help you do it. He will empower you. 
the same Spirit who created the universe when God spoke it into existence and raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. Think about that. Meditate on that fact until you get revelation of the greatness of the power that's available to you, residing on the inside of you, with you everywhere you go. Is that not exciting? I get excited about that. Acts 1.8 in the New Living Translation says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Something wonderful happened to you today as you prayed that prayer. You now have power. You were endued with God's power and His ability. I challenge you to believe for this power to be displayed in your life so that you'll be a witness to others that Jesus is alive. Holy Spirit is for everyone. It doesn't matter your nationality, your denomination, or your religion. He wants to empower you and help you. I want to share a few resources with you that have helped me understand and learn more about the power of Holy Spirit and His purpose for our lives. The first book I read about Holy Spirit that changed my life is Dave Robertson's book, The Walk of the Spirit, The Walk of Power. You can download a free copy of his book at daveroberson.org. And the second book that taught me about Holy Spirit is Kenneth E. Hagin's book, The Holy Spirit and His Gifts. You can find this book on eBay, Amazon, and Christian book distributors. Now, the third book is The Holy Spirit's Handbook by Mike Murdoch, and you can purchase his book at wisdomroombookstore.com. I trust this series and today's podcast has not only brought clarity to your heart, but you prayed the prayer to receive Holy Spirit and you are now endued with His power and praying in your heavenly language. It's a great day. It's a great day. I'm so excited for you. Be sure to join me again next week as I begin a new series on faith. And if you'd like more information on how to live a victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, as well as my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. And remember, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And He created you to walk in victory every day of your life.